All right. We're here with Lanny Poffo, the genius and WWE legend, brother of Macho Man Randy Savage. Thank you for coming on here today, man. I really appreciate it. Keep going with the introduction. <laughs> I don't know if I can do any better than that. Come up with some wonderful things to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some wonderful things, man. You've had an extraordinary life, um, you know, surrounded by icons coming up in the WWE. Um, you've written some books. You've done a lot. I've had an extraordinary day culminating with this here. Well, thank you for being here. It's It, I, it means a lot. The last time I saw you was when we did the uh, the little mini documentary for our for our channel about you. We went to your apartment. Uh, we followed you around. No, you didn't. You went to my condominium. Oh, your condominium. Yes. My, There's my... a difference. I don't rent. I bought. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You, uh, you, you have invested a lot over the years. You've, uh, you've managed your money wisely. I believe in following the advice of great men that have gone before me. For example, Warren Buffett. Mm. Yes. And I read The Richest Man in Babylon. And uh, I'm kind of the opposite of Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Do you read a lot of finance books, money and finance books? Robert Kiyosaki books and, uh, you know, Rams- Ramsey videos and different yeah. things. But if you're going to read one book, it would be The Richest Man in Babylon. The Richest Man in Babylon. I've heard and of you don't it. Have to read the, you don't have to read the book. It's on YouTube. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. It's free. They just read it to you. Sometimes I just download the audio books on iTunes or somewhere. They'll usually have an audio version of it. Well, this is free, and it's okay. uh, YouTube. Oh, wow. Perfect. Yeah. The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah, because we don't want to spend money on books. Right. That's true. Let, them, let the great actor read to us. Yeah. Is it actually the guy? The actual, the- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply author who read the audio or no because he died many years ago oh okay classen yeah clayson classen whatever the hell his wow. name is but um i've got a big advantage over him i've got a pulse yeah that's true that is a big yes. advantage so how have you been what have you been up to i heard that you went to japan recently i had a great time in japan thanks to new japan pro wrestling and we went everywhere they took me around they had a guy pick me up at the airport took me everywhere and uh, I tried not to abuse the good feelings that I was getting. 
Yeah. You know, some guys take advantage of those guys. What were you doing there? I was doing the color commentary for some events okay. that they had in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Wow. That's great. And that was the first time you've been there? or First time in my life. Wow. And in four wrestling events, guess is, there's one thing I never saw. Guess what that was? What's that? An empty seat. Wow. No, they were sold out to the rafters, and I can't knock success. It's crazy how big wrestling is in Japan. It's crazy. I remember Hulk telling stories to me about, you know, how he used to go there so many times in a month or a week. Or they, I, I remember, I don't know if it was him or if it was Ric Flair, because I spent a lot of time with both of them, telling me how they made like three trips to Tokyo in, in a week or something, something insane like that. Well, from Dallas to Tokyo Narita Airport is 13 hours. Yeah. It took me three hours to get to Dallas, and then, oh, my, it is a long trip, but it's yeah. better than covered wagon. If, if uh, AOC becomes president, I don't know if we can make it. If who? Ocasio-Cortez wants to ban all planes, so I don't oh, know if we're yeah. able to just go to Japan. Oh, won't be that easy. crazy, the stuff that's going on with the planes right now, with the Boeing jets being Can you grounded. Yes, I wish they would ground them until they figure out what the <laughs> hell's going on. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is that? What is going on with them? Have they figured it out yet? Or what, I don't know or, what's going on. They're still grounded? Well, they had a Southwest Airline uh, 737. Yeah. They just had to make an emergency stop. You know, and I don't like emergency stops. I want you to go where you're going. Hell no, you don't like emergency stops. That's scary. See, it's men and machines. Yeah. Men make mistakes and machines break down. Mm-hmm. So you're flipping a coin every time you go anywhere. But what are you going to do? Not go anywhere? Right. You know, you got a choice. You can stay home and then a plane might crash on your head. Right. Or you can go somewhere and you're taking a risk. But uh, statistically, you're doing well. That's true. The most statistically, the drive to the airport is more dangerous than the flight. How how often do you travel nowadays? Are you doing a lot of appearances? And a lot, I think the first time I to go back to last year, the first time I ever saw you and met you was at WrestleMania last year in New Orleans. I saw you there at uh, WrestleCon. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and we somebody, there. you know, I, I could hear Jake the Snake screaming. Oh yeah, some guy threw coffee on him. It wasn't some guy. It was Harry Smith. Harry Smith. Yes, I'm not familiar with who that is. As Davy Boy Smith's son. Okay. Actually. Jake Roberts was on a podcast such as this one uh-huh. saying defamatory things about Davy Boy, his father, who is deceased. Oh, Naturally, okay. you can imagine his displeasure. Of course, Harry Smith has got shoulders that big. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Oh, He's yeah. Big dude, huh? Big, big and strong and fit and uh, brave. Oh, so and he's it, lucky he just got a coffee thrown on him, not, you know, well, a haymaker. Um, Jake the Snake is one year younger than me. I know you can't believe it if you saw us together. Uh, you know, yeah. I know because he's... He's not aging quite as gracefully as you are. Well, he's, he's done a... Actually, he's the toughest guy in wrestling because he's been trying to commit suicide for 35 <laughs> years and he's still alive. That's insane. Yeah, I still haven't watched the documentary. A lot of my big wrestling fan friends have been telling me, you got to watch the Jake the Snake documentary and I still haven't done it. I need to do it. The resurrection of Jake the Snake. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna say that uh, Diamond Dallas Page is a saint, and I think he is. That's funny. It, it, WWE. So, so like, I've never been a huge wrestling fan, a huge WWE fan um, in my childhood. Usually, if you're gonna be a big WWE fan, that's gonna start in your younger years. 
Um, until recently, I have a really good friend of mine who brought me out to WrestleMania for the first time last year in New Orleans. And when I got there and I witnessed that show and the, just the being there and the energy in that stadium and like all the lights and everything that goes into the production, it's just, it's just, it's insane. I think it's a very misunderstood, like the people of W the fans of WWE are very misunderstood. There's like an outside stigma. People like make fun of them. They're weirdos. They're crazy or whatever, but it's actually just like, they just love the art form of it. It's like, people think, oh, they don't know it's fake or they don't think it's fake or they think it's made up or these people are just insane. But no, they understand it. And they, they love it because it's performance art, really. I can't knock success. And when you're following up the Superdome in New Orleans yeah. and every dome thereafter, yeah. um, you know, like I said, New Japan didn't have an empty seat. Vince doesn't have an empty seat either. Right. Definitely nope. not. I was fucking blown away by that show. They put asses in chairs. They do. And there's nothing fake about that. Uh, Captain Lou Albano told me the only two things real in wrestling, the money and the miles. Mm-hmm. You can't fake jumping off those ropes. Well, the, mo- the money is not fake, and the miles aren't fake. Right. You know, you got a long, you know, I had to go to Tokyo Narita Airport. Whoa, that was a long, long, arduous journey. Many times I thought, you know, I'm a non-drug guy, but if somebody had a Xanax, I might want to taste it. Yeah. Just to get the edge off. You and know? the traveling that those guys had to do, like a lot of those guys have to do to, to keep up with those shows. Not just now, but in the 80s and the 90s. It's incredible. Can't believe I did it, but I survived it all, and I'm very, very grateful to everything. Who the hell is this? This is the sound man decides to show up halfway through. Hello. Hello, sound man. Wearing his hard hat. Clean, showered up, but... So when, so how old were you when you actually got started in the, in the wrestling business? 18. You're 18. And how, why did you get into it? I didn't want to be a welfare recipient or concrete. So, I mean, so how, explain to me how you got into it or, or, or my father is a wrestler. Okay. That made, that made it easier because I didn't have to pay somebody right, right. to teach me. And sometimes they take more money than they're worth. Mm-hmm. Although Jay Lethal has a school and he's great. So um, his is, you know, but he's got a good school. Right, right. You know, so anyway, that's about the size of that. I got, when your dad's a wrestler and he allows it, you know, you get to follow in his footsteps, Mm -hmm. which was, uh, turned out to be a blessing for me and my brother. Right. And who was into it first, you or your brother? Well, I'm two years younger. I was. um, I was born in 54. He was born in 52. And I got into professional wrestling in 1973, but in 1971, when he graduated high school, he was signed by the St. Louis Cardinals Mm -hmm. and released by the St. Louis Cardinals two years later, and then signed with the Cincinnati Reds organization and got released, and then signed with the Chicago White Sox and then finally got released. So four years later, he's into wrestling in 1975, and then in 1985, he makes his debut in Madison Square Garden. So baseball's lost is wrestling's gain. That's such a crazy story. There's no. Is there any other WWE superstars that have transitioned from like another professional sport into wrestling besides UFC? Let me think. There not. Were, I mean, not that I know of. I don't. I don't think there is. Well, there's a lot of professional football players that have gone into wrestling. Is there really? Yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay. Oh, remember him? No, I don't. He was in the Atlanta Falcons. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know who that is? He's the guy with the two by four. Sounds and, and oh, okay. American flag. Yep, 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 yep. I know who that is now. Tough guy. 
Yeah. And he's still alive. And he's uh, one of the few people that's married to his original wife and has two beautiful daughters. And uh, so when you say that most wrestlers fritter away their lives, uh, you can count Tito Santana, Rick Martel, Hacksaw mm-hmm. Jim Duggan as people that uh, kept the original wife and are living a happily ever after life. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with any of these guys still? I see them once in a while. Yeah. Mainly keeps yourself, though. I'm a very lonely man. <laughs> some people like being lonely, though. Some people like you. Some people are just too smart to be surrounded by other people. I'm a sociable hermit. <laughs> when the time comes, I can be sociable, pinky up with the drinks. Yeah. And when the time comes, uh, I, I like to, um, two words I'm never going to say again. Yes, dear. I was married 12 years. Wow. You were, you were in one marriage. I was in one marriage. Okay. And uh, divorce, and now I have uh, one daughter, and I have no wife, and I have one grandson, and I'm training him to call me abuelo, and uh, might be another abuelo coming up. We'll see. Wow. Exciting. Yes, it's exciting if you're easily excited. (laughs) That's cool, man. If somebody shoots one past the goalie, everybody's a grandpa eventually. Uh, eventually. That's true. No, it's quite a, uh, I'm very excited about it. I make light of it, but it's about the biggest thing I've got going. Yeah. And how did you start get started in, in authoring books? You're a poet. I'm a poet, yes. I, how did that come about? And was that before or after wrestling, or was that just always there? When I was in the fifth grade, there was a beautiful, beautiful teacher um, she probably doesn't want me to say her name, but her name was Patricia R. Rufinock, who became Mrs. Mokel. And she says, Lanny, that paper you wrote, how I spent my summer vacation, and the other one, tell me a little bit about yourself. They were just wonderful. I think you could be a writer. Mm. And Casey and the Sunshine Band wasn't out yet, but I said, baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Here's something you'll never will forget. And then I started wrestling and uh, starting incorporating poetry into the wrestling, in the but not in the WWF or WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wasn't there yet. And I met a guy that kind of changed my life. And his name, Shel Silverstein. Oh, yeah. Do you know? The missing piece. Where the sidewalk ends. Where the sidewalks end. Light in the attic. The Giving Tree. The Giving Tree, yeah. And uh, he also wrote some songs, A Boy Named Sue for Johnny Cash. You ever hear it? No. Okay. Can you sing it for us? Yeah. Twist my arm. <laughs> well, my daddy left home when I was three. He didn't leave much to ma and me, except this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Well, I don't blame him that he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did is before he left, he went and called me Sue. He named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke and it got a lot of laughs from a lots of folk. It seems I had to fight my whole life through. Well, some gal would giggle and I'd get red and some guy would laugh and I'd bust his head. I tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. Anyway, it goes on and on and it has a real nice ending. So you yeah. can look it up when you get home. Okay. Yeah, or look it up on your phone, whatever. But wow. I'm just telling you, and then the, another song, the Unicorn Song. I bet you've never heard the Unicorn Song. No. It goes... 
There were green alligators and long-necked geese, some humpty-backed camels and chimpanzees, mm -hmm. some cats and rats and elephants, but sure as you're born, the loveliest of all was the unicorn. So that's an Irish jig. Yeah. And um, Joe Silverstein also did cartoons for Playboy magazine. Oh, really? And he did his own illustrations. He was a cartoonist. And, yeah. You go on YouTube, you look up The Giving Tree. You don't have to get the book. They just, uh, it's animated in front of you. Mm -hmm. And it's a hell of a book with a big moral of the story. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of those books. Hold on. Check, check, check. You're the sound man. He's the sound man. Well, you know, I let him set it up today. I okay. noticed you shut off the air conditioner so there wouldn't be a humming. Yeah, well, actually, we never really touched the air conditioning in here. Just, it's never usually that loud. It's a little hot, but that's okay. Oh, I'll, is it too hot? I'm I sorry. I won't bitch. I'll be fine. You saw my sauna, right? I saw your sauna. It's yeah. the infrared sauna. Uh-huh. Now, I just got a brand new shower in the sauna room. Not in the sauna. You know, in the bathroom, in the other bathroom. Yeah. Got a new sauna. And, um, man, it's got one of those big... Uh, uh, shower heads? Like a rainforest. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. That's awesome. How often do you use your sauna? Every day. Do you really? Every day that I'm home. Yeah. Are we still on the air? We're still recording, yeah, yeah. We're okay, still good. good. Um, Let's not waste any of this great banter. No, no, this is this is great banter. I love this. Yeah. Oh, you. Well, what were we talking about just a minute ago? For you were asking me to sing three more songs. Oh, was I really? Okay, no, you yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Giving Tree. The Giving Tree was the last one that you, that you were telling mm -hmm. us about. You also you wrote a book or a a series of poems about smoking cigarettes, right? Yes. What inspired that? Um, when my daughter was being born. I read an article that if the child does not smoke uh, in school, they will be, have a big self-image, and they will also avoid the four nightmares of youth, the five nightmares of youth. Mm -hmm. And those nightmares are, number one, bad grades. Number two, dropping out of school. Number three, drugs slash alcohol. Number four, teenage pregnancy. Number five, teenage suicide. So I don't know if that's true, but according to this article, if you can teach your kids to stand up to peer pressure and not smoke, they will also do a good job standing up to peer pressure with everything else. Okay, so it's mainly about peer pressure, stand, or standing up to peer pressure, not, not so much smoking? Well, that's, yeah, but it's smoking, but okay. it's also peer pressure. Okay. You know, because how does smoking always start? Well, everybody's doing it. Right. And if you just... So, you know, the thing is, the reason I don't look like I'm 64 is because I didn't do things everybody did. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I look like everybody. Yeah. You know, I've been to a couple of class reunions and holy, <laughs> you know, some of these people need to have. That's a, a it's, it's, it's a consistent thing with, with not just you, but also Jimmy Hart claims that he's never once in his life had a sip of alcohol, never had a hit of weed, nothing. And I find that really hard to believe going through the 80s and the 90s in the wrestling business. It's crazy to me. Well, Jimmy Hart never lies, okay? And not only did he get through the 80s and 90s, let me tell you what else he did with Drug Free. He had a hit record oh, yeah. in, the, in 1964. Keep on dancing. Well, keep on dancing. Keep on dancing. Keep on doing the jerk. Yep. Shake it, shake it, shake it, baby. Yeah. Let me... Not we had we had him on. He sung it on the podcast here. Do the locomotion. Okay, but the thing is, 
if he didn't do drugs with Sonny and Cher and he didn't do drugs with Dick Clark, mm -hmm. he's not going to do drugs because he got through the music business right. without doing drugs. Right. So um, He spent time with Elvis, crazy, crazy stories he had to tell Well, he's us. from Memphis. Right. And so is Jimmy Hart. And right. I tell you what, Jimmy Hart is A-plus in my book, A-plus. Yeah, he's in fact, a guy. Macho Man wouldn't have been the Macho Man without Jimmy Hart. Really? You can tell him I said so. Why, he, why is that? Ask him. He knows. I want you to tell me, though, because you're here right now. Jimmy Hart opened the door for Macho Man Randy Savage in Memphis and went out on a limb for him. And then he went to New York to the Vince McMahon and went out on a limb for him again. And in both cases, Randy would ask, you have any room for my little brother? And that's how I got it there. No way. But if it wasn't for Jimmy Hart, none of these wonderful things would have happened. And you can tell Jimmy Hart for me that I love him very much and that I am not going to forget how nice he was to me and my family. I'll tell him. He's going to watch this, so he'll, he'll, see, he'll it. see it. Jimmy, <laughs> I love you, baby. And don't forget the policeman is your friend. We love you, baby. Love you, baby. Love you, baby. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know that he helped uh, get you. Can in, you do Jimmy Hart's laugh? I can't get it the high pitch like yeah. he has. Yeah. Wizard of Oz laugh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, am I pretty? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a character. Jimmy Hart never told a lie in his life. Yeah. Not to me. Not to anybody. Man, there's nobody I've met that's quite like Jimmy Hart. He's a, he's a guy. He's a, and you never will. No, I definitely never will. I believe nobody that. ever has a bad thing to say about Jimmy. No, nobody. Either. Not anybody. Well, let's talk bad about Jimmy Hart. Let's no, talk we don't shit. want to do that. <laughs> Jimmy. No, that's, 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 that's a good thing because you, you don't always meet a lot of people like that. You don't mm -hmm. meet anybody like Jimmy Hart. No. But I'm willing to play the devil's advocate and make stuff up about Jimmy Hart. <laughs> that's right. But, I mean, you don't even meet people where everybody only has good stuff to say about him. You know, it's, it's rare. He's a rare, he's a rare human for sure, but he's amazing. Well, sometimes people talk badly about me. I don't believe it. I've never oh, heard yes. a bad thing about What's you the either. worst thing somebody said about you? Bad things about Lanny. Hmm. Let's put it this way. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. How's that? I like it. You, do you understand it? It's all fun until the rabbit's got the gun. It's all fun till the rabbits got the gun, yes. <laughs> but if you're persecuted for righteousness, it's like, I believe, be yourself or be by yourself. If you guys want to do drugs, you can do drugs. I won't narc you out, but I won't hang around either. Yeah. So indefinitely, that group of people, I wasn't popular. However, mm. very few of them are still alive. Right. Because if you do what they do, you'll be where they'll be. They're not going to live. See, in 36 years, I'm going to be 100. Then again, I might get whacked out leaving the studio. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot. You you know, ever that won't that, happen, I promise. You ever see that, TV, that, that movie, uh, Seth MacFarlane, A Million Ways to Die in the West? I briefly saw it, yeah. Yeah. It's, On Netflix. I recommend it. Yeah. It's great. Seth MacFarlane is the man. Yeah. It's like a parody of uh, that Quentin Tarantino movie. What is it? Um Kill Bill? No. Hateful Eight, yeah. It's kind of like a, a comedy version of that. I don't know if you've ever seen The Hateful What's, Eight. Hateful Eight's got some comedy. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So it's his, it's, I think that's his most recent movie. It's Quentin, super, it's Quentin super Tarantino's. Good. Now he's doing a Charles Manson movie. You know who was calling me just now? Who was yeah. it? Martha. 
You know who Martha is? No, no. who's Martha? She has a business called t- Totally Clean. She comes in and removes dust from my house. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and she does the floors. She does the windows. And, you know, she does it for free. No, for for, for business. For fee. Yeah. For Not for free. For a small fee. For, for a fee. fee. And a little tip. You know what tip means? What does tip mean? To ensure prompt service. Tips. I like it. T-I-P-S. Yeah, that's a good it's, acronym. It's an acronym. Yeah. People don't know that. Yeah. What's NATO? What is NATO? I don't know. I don't know. North Atlantic Treaty. No, I'm sorry. North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Hmm. When I hear the presidents, Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, John Quincy, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland, Harrison, Cleveland, McKinley, Roosevelt, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, Hoover, Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, George W. Bush, Obama, Trump. Who's your favorite of all the presidents? Trump. Really? <laughs> Why is that? No, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln? Yes. I restart Good the camera choice. What's that? Good choice. Yes, I would like to do now a poem that I wrote for Abraham Lincoln okay. that used to hang in the library, the Lincoln Library in Springfield, Illinois. Really? I don't know if it still does because they got this brand new museum. And uh, my friend that put it up there, Tom Schwartz, that graduated with me in High school, Downers Grove North, 1973. Got a PhD in diplomatic history. Thank you very much. <laughs> and he became the Lincoln Answer Man. And he's got a career about Lincoln. Now he's gone on to Herbert Hoover. So anyway, he failed at everything he tried, but always tried and tried again. And when he failed, he tried and tried some more. His persistence saved our country from a time of desperation, pitting brother versus brother in a war. But when he won his victory, he used the healing power of love, not malice, but with charity for all. He brought the South up off her knees and gave her back her dignity. We've never had a president so tall. He's a city in Nebraska. He's a tunnel in New York, a memorial in Washington, D.C. You can see him at Mount Rushmore and the penny in the five and the pages from a time in history. Born in Hodgeville, Kentucky, made his name in Illinois, but an actor's bullet blew it all away. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord and the man who lived to save the USA. That's good. That was beautiful. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're a yeah, man like of many that. talents, Lanny. Yeah, you are. Yes, I had a little three-by-five card running. <laughs> <laughs> Just in wow. case somebody asked for it. But uh, Lincoln was, um, you know, I'm from Illinois, so he was the, we're the land of Lincoln. We got okay. it on our license plate. Yep. Going back to like the early days of wrestling, um, what was what would you say your biggest match was, or like what what moment in your WWE career put you on the map? Would you say? There's only one man smart enough to put Hulk Hogan down. A genius has a devastating plan. You're looking at the future World Wrestling Federation, who appeals to the modern thinking fan. When I emerge victorious with gold around my waist. I shall be the most splendiferous of all. Don't tell me Hulk is six foot eight and I'm just six foot two. Between the ears, I'm over ten feet tall. He wants to wrap his twenty-four inch pythons round my neck and give his famous "What you gonna do?" By the power of the genius and the world's smartest man, I'll rely on my incredible IQ. 
So that was... I remember that. You do? That was before the match, right? You you recorded that. That mm-hmm. was like your, uh, your press my, conference. Your... That was NBC. Right. Saturday night's main event. Yep. And Hulk Hogan, he did that for me. And that's why, if you want me to get... I'll tell you, I will never talk bad about... So that, that was you versus Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. I will never talk bad about Jimmy Hart, Hulk Hogan, and there's a, only a few others on that list. Otherwise, we're going to talk bad about people. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get the vibe that you talk bad about anybody. I talk bad about the dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was that match like when you were going into it? Because that was, that was your biggest, the biggest match that you ever had. Like, What was it like going like leading up to that? And like getting ready to go into it, like, did you and Hulk talk beforehand and plan any kind of like anything out at all, or did you guys just kind of like play it by ear? How did it go? Okay, if you go to the website geniuslannypaffo.com, mm-hmm. that's geniuslannypaffo.com, you'll see what I'm most proud of in my life. It's going to be my speech for the Hall of Fame inducting my brother against his wishes but I inducted him into the Hall of Fame (laughs) because I became the older brother when I turned 59. And then I thought to myself, Star Trek, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. And I've got millions of macho man fans and only one macho man. And I said, I got to induct him into the Hall of Fame before it's too late. It's too late already because he's not there to give one final, ooh, yeah. yeah. But at least I can do this and then I can die a happy man and knowing that I did what was right instead of what was required of me. Okay. Because sometimes you have to be bold and sometimes you have to do what's right and not popular. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, unpopular decisions, that's what the older brother gets to do. And when I became 59, I became the older brother. See, I'm not really an alpha male, but with nobody around for competition, I become the alpha male. The, the beta male becomes the alpha male. One eye is king in the valley of the blind. So anyway, um, in that, you will find some of my videos of my happiest, um, most memorable matches. And that is... When you do in the in Hall the, of Fame induction? No, in, in the front page of my website, okay. you will find the speech, okay, the, with the, gene, the Lanny Poffo inducting his brother into the Hall of Fame. Right. 2015. 2015. Okay, and then then if you go into videos, you'll see my match against Hulk Hogan and a couple of other things that I'm very proud of. My appearance on Regis Philbin. That was a good day. What'd you do with him? Mr. Perfect and I were on the Regis Philbin show following uh, my victory over Hulk Hogan. Okay. So um, it was a great day for me. That's awesome. And um, I've had a few moments, you know, a couple of highlights. Yeah. And then, um, of course, fame, if you win it, comes and goes in a minute. Mm -hmm. So these things mean only something special to me. But you know what? Uh, Just like a fat girl on prom night, I was glad to have a date for the dance. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's funny. Yeah. So on my way, when I was on my way back from New Orleans last year, uh, I, I was on the same plane as a couple guys that worked at Vice, and they actually said they were going. They were only reason that they were in Clearwater. They flew from New Orleans to Clearwater was to meet up with you and do some filming with you. And they were telling the story about um, 
See, I, I don't even know the details of it, but the story of the guy in Puerto Rico, or was it was it Puerto Rico that got murdered? Yes. You're talking about Bruiser Brody, Frank Goodish. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bruiser Brody was the guy who got murdered, right? Mm-hmm. And the man that murdered him is uh, the invader, who was a masked man, and um, underneath his mask, Jose Gonzalez is his name, and he never did a day in jail because they got rid of the knife, no weapon. They cremated the body without permission, so he got no, no knife, no murder weapon, no no body, and Puerto Rico is its own little mafia, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they just said it was. Um, Self defense, right? And this guy was six foot five, and he was a real scary guy, and that's true. <laughs> Kidding was really. Scary. Oh, he's. Have you seen his pictures? No. Oh, you better look at his pictures. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I wish we could pull it up. I'll tell you what. You know, I wasn't there, and I'm glad I wasn't. But um, Bruiser Brody could be a bully in the ring. Yes, we have bullies in the ring. Sometimes there's bullies. Yeah. And. Um, <clears throat> Remember, what do you mean by that? Like, how, how can you be a bully in the ring? Well, you can be a bully in life, right? Right. I could bully you right now. Right. Or could, you know, in high school, they push like, you against... He would just hit you harder or, or... Yeah. Okay. Hit you harder. Okay. Take advantage of you. Right. You know, call you names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Rough you up a little. There's no... You know, rest, the wrestling ring is the only place where you can legally commit murder. But this was done in Bayamon, Puerto Rico, in the shower at the ballpark, and, uh, you know, he had a, he covered up. Was this after a match? No, before. Okay. And Bruiser Brody was all excited because he was going to buy in to the business. He was going to buy into the promotion, okay? And um, Nick Bockwinkle said something that he died of. He's a very dear friend of mine. I just thought of this um when we got the news, Nick didn't like him at all. So he says, well, I just cut him out of the program, which is a kind of a bad joke. Too soon? Too soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess it was, uh, what, 1987, 1986? Mm-hmm. So it's not 1988, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. You know, it was one of those. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it was in the shower. It was in the shower, and it's a horrible, horrible thing. Plus, they let him lay there for 45 minutes before the ambulance came up. You know, and I don't know if they were slowing that. You see what I mean? So he died of the um, infection later on that day. Hmm. I mean, the next morning. He didn't make it through the night. Why did the guy stab him? Like I said, he was a bully. Oh, he just yeah. did, he just encounters with him, didn't like him, and just this decided guy was, he's going to kill him? This guy was uh, about five foot six. Brody was six foot six. And um, they had wrestled before, and Brody wouldn't mind calling you a midget and roughing you up. You know, and some people don't like that. You can, I guess, yeah, he got under his skin a little he's bit. He's had it up to here. You know um, you know what Puerto Rican boxing gloves are? No. Knives. <laughs> it's a joke, but you know. <laughs> wow. It's the way it is there. They And you know, they have uh, stabbings there like hundreds every day. Yeah. And they have guns too, but mostly knives. Everybody's That's gets. so crazy. Did he actually admit to killing him, to stabbing him? He admitted it was self-defense. Was, okay, yeah, he admitted it was self-defense, right? And so the Puerto Rican country, or they just, the law there, they just wrote it off basically as self-defense? Kangaroo court. Yeah, they never pursued it or... They have some power there. Yeah. It's not your island. It's right, not your right. turf. And he was from there, right? 
Wouldn't you rather fight me on your home turf? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to my house and do yeah. it. You <laughs> see what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, I might have an advantage in my house that you don't. Right, right. Yeah, it's always a home field advantage. Mm. It's not a nice story, but nothing is worse. What a horrible accident. Owen Hart in Kansas City, he fell from the, he was doing a stunt where he was going to lower himself into the ring. Mm-hmm. And something broke, and he fell to his death. Yeah. About five stories. Jeez. Uh, isn't that horrible? And what a nice person. Yeah. What a nice man. And he wasn't a bully. So you could say karma, but not the other guy. Yeah. Right. Why? Why? So, it seems like so many WWE wrestlers live right here in this area, like in Tampa, Florida. Why is that? Because they're smart. This is a great place to live. You have to go everywhere else to know how great this place is. Yeah, and I the mean re- they've all done a lot of traveling, so they they have a good place to compare it to. And where I moved, I was in I was in Indian Rocks Beach. Yeah, and when my mom passed away, I moved to Clearwater because I wanted to be walking distance to Whole Foods and walking distance to Crunch Fitness. So, can you imagine? And plus, all the wonderful places in between the mall. Mm-hmm. And everything. Yeah. So um, 10 years from now, I may not be driving 10 years from now. I won't have to because everything's here. Mm-hmm. Walking distance. Yeah, you can't beat that. You can't beat it. Not <laughs> even with an egg beater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like even like Luke the Bushwhacker, a guy I've never even heard of until I met the guy. You know what I mean? Like right. he, Hulk lives he here. runs the gym on Clearwater Beach. Mm-hmm. That guy's crazy. Um, Jimmy. Jimmy Hulk. Even like the the guys that are currently big now, like John Cena and Dave Batista, all those guys live here. This is a fantastic place to live, I'm telling you. Plus, it's got a hell of an airport and a real nice small airport, too, the Clearwater St. Pete Airport. Yeah. Yeah, I go there to visit my daughter, you know, two hours to Lexington nonstop, you know, Allegiant Airlines. Right. Yeah, that's what I fly. Uh, you know, it's, it's a cheap. little, it's cheap. It's mm-hmm. no frills at all. I mean, right. you know, plus... They uh, they only fly like once a week, yeah. you know, but you got to work with their schedule. Right, right. But if you go American Airlines, <clears throat> you got to go to Charlotte and take a left, or you got to go to Delta, Atlanta, and then keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like who needs two flights when you can do it in one? Right, right, right. And cheaply. Yeah. Which is an adverb that modifies a verb. Some people would just say cheap, but it's cheaply. See. I don't make grammatical errors. I talk good. Gooder than most, I tell you that. Gooder than most, yeah. <laughs> you think you'll do any more rhyme limerick books? No, I don't think so, but I will. Um, oh, wow. One of the, do you follow baseball at all? Uh, I've seen a couple baseball documentaries. I know about who Ryan Howard is, just because I know the guy who just bought his house. Yeah. That's about as far as I go. <laughs> How about you? Do you? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I just follow what I see on the highlights of ESPN and stuff for baseball. Well, that's a great way. Cause then you could avoid the scratching and the spitting and go right, right to the action. Yeah. Basically all I've seen lately is, uh, who is it? Bryce Harper's new, huge Bryce Harper, yeah. super contract, like the highest. Right. Speaking of money, whatever. they offered me $2,000 about 20 years ago who? to, um, they, they, uh, the MLB, they, they, whoever they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, they said, would you come to Miami? And do a poem introducing Ted Williams. I said, okay, but if it's any more money than that, I won't pay you. See, uh, and just see the see you. the humor there? Yeah. Okay, so I said, 
Now, if you've never heard of Ted Williams, my goal is for you to know all about him when I'm done with this poem. Okay. Okay. Through all of the magnificence that is Jorabi Stadium, the Marlins and the Dolphins' happy home, it gives me pride to introduce a man who was to baseball what Romulus and Remus were to Rome. Take 95 until you hit the Massachusetts Turnpike. Get off at Fenway Park and there you are. Where back in 1941, this man hit 406. And even now, Ted Williams has no par. America anticipated every turn at bat to watch him knock the ball to smithereens. 521 home runs are even more incredible because he gave five years to the Marines. The boys who wrote the sports page never did him any favors, but for Cooperstown, they had to tell the truth that Theodore Samuel Williams brought a splendor to the game, reminiscent of the late George Herman Ruth. And he grabs me and hugs me and starts crying, and he says, if I'd have had you for a press agent, I'd have never had any problems. (laughs) So then he's on my flight back to Tampa because he lives in Crystal River where he's an expert fisherman. And... um. So I didn't have a cell phone back then. Nobody did. I'd never seen a cell phone back then. What year was this? I think it was about 92. Okay. So I called my mommy and daddy, and I said, look, Ted Williams is on my flight. You need to come here. And he said he would meet you because uh, he's, he's uh, checked a bag in. So he's got to wait by the carousel. So I get off the plane first. I get my dad. We wait by the escalator coming down and there I introduce him to Ted Williams and the only thing of course my father my father died in March 4th 2010 and Ted Williams died July 5th 2002 I wish I had a cell phone so I could get a picture of it but just like they say in Titanic he exists now only in my memory (laughs) but it's nice to I wish I had a picture to show you but I do remember it, and it meant more to me to introduce Ted Williams to my father than it did to meet him himself. Yeah, that's beautiful, Annie. Thank you. It's a beautiful thing. I'm it a beautiful is. man. You are a beautiful man. Yes. When we did that video, I think it was about a year ago we did, we did that video with you. Um, I helped you record a submission for, for oh, yeah. America's Got Talent. Is that what yes. it was? I've tried three times. So far, nothing. But... Um, Hopefully ever after. You So you sent them the video that I shot oh, yes. of uh, mm-hmm. the Camelot. Yeah. They didn't love me. They didn't love you. <laughs> Next time I'm going to dress up in a tuxedo and do everybody loves somebody sometime. Why Why America's Got Talent? Why did What made you want to do that? Because I fell in love with one of the girls on there, Laura Breton. Uh, okay, I see. Oh, my God. She was... She's an opera singer. So you're trying to put the moves on her. No, no, no. She's underage. And, uh, but I still, but you can still love someone. What's underage? She's under 18? She's, let me see. She was, listen, I'm not weird. Everybody loves her. Everybody. Laura Breton, look her up. And uh, I believe she was just turning 14 then. I think she's about 18 now. Okay. But I've never met her. But everybody loves this girl because she's got it. She's got this, the voice. Oh, she's saying Nessam Dorma, you know, in uh, a lot of opera tunes. She's, mm-hmm. She speaks Romanian. She won Romania's Got Talent, and she made the finals in America's Got Talent. But trust me, there was nobody better than her before or since. Really? She has it. 
So wow. she inspired you to to try to go on the show. Well, that's the reason I love the show is because okay. of her. You know, there's been other great acts. Yeah, but uh, I enjoy it. So the thing is, I gave myself permission to fail. I did yeah. not give myself permission to not try. Right. And in 36 years, I'll be a hundred. So I plan to live hopefully ever after. Mm-hmm. You got to try as many things as you can. You never know what will work for you. If you feel the desire, you know, the, the minute it's not fun anymore, I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like if I feel like. Like, for example, I believe the quitting is a good thing. You know, it's like hitting your head in the head with a hammer. It feels so good when you quit. Yeah. You know, so not everything. Quitting is important. I, I do not agree Knowing when to that. quit is important. It's good to know when to quit. It's like uh, yeah. if I try to leave this room through the wall, I should quit doing that and try the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a big exit sign. You know, you got to read the sign. Yeah. Are you excited for WrestleMania to come to Tampa? Oh, if you're easily excited, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> has WrestleMania ever been in Tampa before? I don't think it has. Never. Never, right? But it's been in surprising. Miami and Orlando several times. Right, which is surprising it's ever been in Tampa because this is like the hub of wrestlers. This is where they all live. So there's not going to be... So Vince is going to save a lot of money on travel. If the price is right, I'll be there tonight. If the all price right. is right, there's a price for anything, Lanny. That's right. I'm a whore. <laughs> We're all whores at some level. Are you a whore? I'm a whore. Yeah, you remember, I bet you don't know Andrew with Dice Clay, right? Yeah, we actually, we actually saw him we just saw in Clearwater Clear a few Clearwater. months back when he was here. About three months ago he was here. Little boy blue. He yeah, needed he the did. money. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did that when we were there, too. Yeah, Jack did. and Jill went up the hill, each with a dollar and a quarter. Yeah. Jill came back with two fifty. Oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was one of a kind, for sure. That the was show was, was pretty wild. A couple women walked out. About oh, yeah, there were women through. walking out left and right there. Yeah. Did you know that they closed all the two-story whorehouses in Texas? No. Why? Too much fucking overhead. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I need a little... <laughs> I, I went to school with Bill Ludwig. Who's that? From the drums. Yes. Ludwig yeah. drums? Yes. Wow. What In college? Downers Grove, Illinois, high school. I didn't go to college. Okay. Too smart for college. Oh, of course. Yeah. I should have known that. You should have known that. I should have. That's why I'm not in debt up to my eyeballs. Yep. Yeah. And all these people with their big debts, and they're all, what are they, uh, gender studies and English degrees? What is that? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Art. Can't, can't, get a, yeah. can't get a job. Yeah. You know? It's like- uh, It's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. I, don't, I know so many people that are just, they owe so much money, and they still, they're not even working in, in the same industry they studied. Mm-hmm. Most people I know. It's crazy. It is. What do you think? What do you how, how? What do you think could fix that, or how could that be fixed? Brain transplant. Brain transplants. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes suicide is recommended. I'd say you got a bad start. You better just yeah start over. Start over. Yeah, just squeeze that trigger. Time to go. It's the American dream, though. It's American dream. You got to go to college. You got to American nightmare. Have a family. Buy a house. Listen, come on, Lanny. I've never met a teacher smarter than me, except in the fifth grade. The teacher that taught you told you to be a writer or a poet. If you're, if you're going to t- train a dog, what's the first rule? Uh, I don't know. My dog is not very well trained. He still pisses in the yeah, house. That's true. <laughs> that is. If you're going to train a dog, the first rule, you have to know more than the dog. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a good rule. If I that run might into be your a t- problem, if I run, that's that's my problem. <laughs> if I run into a teacher that knows more than me, I'll sit there for for forty five minutes or whatever it takes. See what I mean? But yeah. no, they don't know more than me because they lead lives of quiet desperation themselves. 
Yes. And, they're, and they don't love the kids, don't think they love the kids. No, they're in the union. And guess what? They've been having sex with their students for years, but all of a sudden, that the truth a lot is in coming Florida out. Too. Oh, it's oh, big time Florida. It they happens were actually in Florida. Just talking about it on the radio. On it the happens in here. Florida and forty nine other states. Yeah, but it seems like it happens a lot here. Yes, and it's not just the Catholic Church. Yeah, it's everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, yes, it's Robert uh, Kraft just got busted for for getting a hand job in Miami. Who? Robert Kraft, the guy who owns the uh, oh yeah the Patriots. Patriots, he was in Jupiter, Florida, getting yeah, a, got a handy or something. At a, well, he got the massage with the happy uh, ending. The massage it wasn't parlor, just yeah. the handy. Is that what's that? I said it was the massage and yeah, then just yeah. a happy ending. Apparently, J Spa. He's 112 years old. It must have been a small deposit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, they said that the they said that the place has been under investigation for like a really long time, couple of years, and they just decided so. to bust Robert Kraft just when he goes in there to get. Well, of course, they did. That's a him and they said ching. That's a victimless crime. It should be legal. Right. Prostitution? Yes. I agree. I agree with that. It's the oldest profession, right? Drugs should be legal. Prostitution should be legal. You think all drugs oh, yeah. should be legal? Yes. Even cocaine. Yes. Lanny for Crack. president 2022. Hey. I I, <laughs> I you, to, you just got my vote. No, I <laughs> you just worked your ass off in the concrete. Right. Who am I to tell you you can't do something if you want? Right, I agree. Right. I you agree pay for that. it, you do right. it. Right, and if I'm going to pay for the massage and the happy ending, what's the problem? Right. There's nobody that got hurt because the right. power of choice is yours. This yeah. is a free country. If you want to throw your life away, it's not my fault. Right. It's yours. But if you want to do it, who am I to say you can't? See what I mean? The one if thing you, about that. But if you came over to my house and doing something, right. then that's, I, that's when I object. But they say that some of those girls are sold in the sex slave industry or whatever, you know. Well, if it's blah, legal, blah, blah. it'll st- it'll be regulated more. True. Yeah. True. And uh, the, the thing is, you can't stop it because it's there. Okay? Well, yeah, and plus, if it was legal, it'd be a lot safer. It yeah, wouldn't right. be it wouldn't be as seedy, like dirty back alley places. They wouldn't have to hide from it. Um, you know, people wouldn't have people wouldn't have to hide from it, and and. It's illegal to have sex, or it's only illegal if you pay for it. So you can do it. There just can't be any money exchanged. It just doesn't make sense. And then it doesn't make but, sense but, at all. But I agree. If you turn a camera on and film it, then it's legal because then you're making a porno. There you go. Porn stars get paid to have sex. That's right. So if you just roll a camera, what if it's, it's legal? A, you ever hear of a snuff movie? A what movie? Snuff movie? No. That's when they like kill people, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's something I didn't know, and I wish I hadn't learned. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like, whoa. So people were, hey, you want to be in a movie? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What could happen? <laughs> you know? I hear there's a lot of that goes on in the upper echelon, rich people in Hollywood and shit like that. Oh, people are jaded. You know, they've done it all, yeah. seen it all. Mm-hmm. All that, and then they want to do more, you know? Mm-hmm. I read an article about, uh, who's the guy that made Fear and Loathing? Crazy Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the movie. The um, forget who made it. The really wild guy. I didn't see it. Oh god, I can't think of his name. But I heard he was involved in some stuff like that with Johnny Depp too. There was like an article I read. It's um, it's a free country, or it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I choose to be drug free, but uh, if you want to take all the money that you made in concrete and enjoy it, that's Mm -hmm. your choice. And I am not. Unless you touch me, we don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like that personality. We need more of that in this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
could be a lot. You think problems. Donald Trump will do any of that stuff? I'm sorry. Do you think Donald Trump will make make do that any of that? Make prostitution or drugs any kind of drugs legal? Do you think he'll on a second term? Do you think he'll try to make marijuana federally legal? I don't think so, but it'll get there eventually anyway. But I'm very big time against socialism, and you know that's like the left has lurched far to the left. See, I've been to socialist countries. It's like a mausoleum, okay? And they're talking about, you know, talking about how great Sweden is. Hey, I wrestled in Stockholm, and I also wrestled in Zurich, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. No comparison. In Zurich, they have capitalism, and things are booming. What do you mean no comparison? What, what in particular what was different to you? It's depressing in Sweden. Believe me, it's depressing. Right. Because you can see, you can, I don't have to tell you the rich part of town, right? You got two eyes. Uh-huh. Well, Zurich is a very vibrant, rich place. And Sweden looks a little depressed. And the yeah. people have, see, they, when socialism comes, the businesses don't want to do business because they have to pay it in taxes. Yeah. And the people don't want to work because why should I? <laughs> see what I mean? They're going to pay me to not work. Mm-hmm. So you're taking the incentive away from the worker and the and the Business. entrepreneur, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they demonize making a profit, right? So um, I'm a big fan of Donald Trump because um, look at the economy. Now you got very bad citizens that are hoping the economy tanks. Like um, who's that guy? Uh, Mar Bill Mar. He Bill actually Mar, yeah. he says, "Oh, I'm gonna." I'm rooting for a recession. Well, he makes a couple million dollars a year. Uh, he doesn't care if somebody suffers right. in a recession. The poor will always suffer more than anybody you know, because the rich are recession-proof. Mm-hmm. He's actually hoping for a recession so Trump doesn't get put in. Trump is peace and prosperity so far, two years of peace and prosperity. And they just found out that um, there was no collusion. <laughs> so what I mean... So all that fake news, how about that? The mm-hmm. fake news. How about that? You but know who I mean? do, how do you know which one's real? Because which there was no collusion. But how do you know? You don't know. Right. But since I am the genius. He is a genius. So you know. I know that uh, they are leaning to the left. And they, if anything good happens, they don't mention it. If anything bad happens, they either invent it or mention it. So they're not good actors. Mm-hmm. And they don't love you. Yeah, I don't trust anything any of those stations tell me. Yeah, but one thing is for is for sure good. they're all talking about Donald Trump twenty four seven. Yes, and they're all making a lot more money because of that. That's mm-hmm. true. And guess what? After the after the the news came out that there was no collusion, uh, Fox News ratings went skyrocketing, and and CNN and MSNBC, you know, they got egg on their face. They got a whole omelet on their face, mm-hmm. but they're pivoting now and making it yeah but well that's what a kid says well yeah but you see what i mean if i'm your mm-hmm. if i'm your kid yeah, but everybody's doing it yeah <laughs> listen um the greatest plan ever devised is capitalism and there's risk in it and there's reward so anyway some people socialism is opm other people's money, and sooner or later, you're going to run out of it. So read a book by Ayn Rand, The Fountainhead. It's a, it's a good book, and she came from communist Russia. 
and she knew all about collectivism. Mm-hmm. And she was very, very happy to be in the United States, you know, because there was a huge difference. I'm going to give you some words of wisdom. I didn't write this, but there's a guy named Carl Sandburg. Mm-hmm. And he says, this old anvil laughs at so many broken hammers. In other words, a lot of people may try to cut you down, but this old anvil laughs. Okay? All right. In other like words, that's, that's my idea of toughness. To do what you want to do, do the right thing, do the thing that's best for you, and don't worry about criticism or rejection. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta knock on a few doors. You gotta break a few eggs, but in this world, you want to be fulfilled. You know, like you take Vince McMahon, the promoter of WWE. He didn't have success in one day. He had success daily, success daily. Mm-hmm. However, listen to this. Just like um, Alexander the Great, he cried. You know why he cried? Because there are no more worlds left to conquer. He had conquered everything. Mm -hmm. So he cried. So I wonder if Vince McMahon wants to start the XFL football. And because he's got no more worlds to conquer and he's just, he's done everything. He's in the wrestling world. He's done everything. And now he wants to do this because I guess 10 years ago he failed in football. Is, Is he trying to do that again? Yeah, he is. And yeah. Trump was involved in it back then too, right? He had a team in New Jersey. Yeah. And he had uh, Herschel Walker. And Herschel Walker campaigned for him. Okay. You know, there's a lot of people that knew him mm-hmm. before he had the audacity to put an R next to his name. Everybody used to love him, you know, in New York when he had a D next to his name. Then he put an R next to his name. All of a sudden, he's a racist. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. In other words, here, here's the deal. Because he was always Democrat. Is that what you're saying? That he's always been a Democrat? In New York City, if you're not a Democrat, they'll run you over. Right. Okay. But um, anyway, it's just very, very difficult to be the president. But hoping that he fails is very un-American. Right, of course. Omar is very... I didn't like it when Rush Limbaugh did it to Obama, and I don't like this. Right. In other words, um, and I'll tell you something, too. I'm 64 years old. You've got to listen to me. I've done some good things in my life and some bad. I've been some smart things and some not so smart things. I've done some regrettable things. I've done some things I were proud of. And it never had any it never had any thing to do with who was in Washington DC, a, a Republican or a Democrat. In other words, my mistakes were my mistakes. My good things were my good things. Nobody because they were there affected my life here. Right. So, in other words, just do your thing and do your best and forget the rest. That's my advice. All right. The genius has spoken. You may not like it, but you must accept it because I'm the man. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lanny. That's Thank been you. awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks, man.